0: Hey, we're live. What's
1: up? What's up? Welcome to the Nick and Mark Show.
0: Welcome to the Nick and Mark Show. We have a special guest with us tonight, guys. You, you are some of the, you are some of my favorite human beings on the face of this planet. I just need to let you guys know that right now.
1: Wow, I'm wow. I'm swooning.
0: It's super. Wow. You're <laughs> spooning. Did you say you're spooning? No, no, we already
1: did that once, man. <laughs> <laughs> Brian and I were spooning.
0: Listen. Yes, I think I think at one point in all of our lives we all spooned at a campground of some sort. All right, to get to the uh, right to the point, we have a special guest with us tonight. He is a uh, a true man of God. He is a champion amongst men. He is a warrior, uh, not just a prayer warrior, but a warrior in real life. Yeah. Uh, we've all been through ups and downs, but this man has been in my personal life an anchor. Who I have held tight to through some of the craziest, craziest times of my life. And I bet you can attest to the same thing, Nick. Uh, Brian has
1: been a constant in my life.
0: Constant. Oh, you guys are going to make me
1: cry. Yeah, it's okay. Just plug your ears ears for a second. Plug your ears ears for a second. When I first met Brian, they would call me and ask me to come to his house for a youth group. They would call me every week. And I'd say, yeah, I'll be there
0: i know (laughs) i know not not only has it been a constant he's been a conduit uh of god's voice speaking through him to us that's good and um and he's been uh just uh, just that person you can always depend on and so it's an honor and a privilege to have this guy on the show with us tonight um used used to be my youth pastor and uh and many times throughout my adult year years is still is a pastoral figure in my life and so Without further ado, Brian Johansson, thank you for joining us on the Nick and Mark show tonight.
2: Thank you so much, guys. Um, can I just interrupt real quick and just say, yeah. it was always a friendship. Yes. It was always a friendship and I never really thought of myself as a your pastor or anything else. So when you say words like that, I'm like, it takes me back, I'm like, who are you, who are you talking about? Because I just liked being your friend. Yeah, and um, walking down different roads in life Ditto, with you guys. So I know I'll leave it there with that.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Brian, yeah, why don't you give man. us a, 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 a excuse me, give us a little background about uh, kind of who you are, where you came from and what you're up to these days.
1: Well wait, before Brian, before you even go into into that, uh, this is episode number 10 of the Nick and Mark show. Boom, that's it. 10 10. ten. Woo baby. <clears throat> and uh, this week happens to be, about family
0: yeah
1: wow so this is very exciting because you've got three nuclear families that are being represented here yeah that's pretty cool Yeah. yeah
2: yeah it's really cool you've
1: always been brian you and andrea have always been a light in my life as is my mother and father but i i can say there's very few people bro that have uh impacted my life in where i i would step back and i would look at the marriage and the relationship that you have uh with your wife as a
2: uh an inspiration in my life well thank you thank you and again i i never tried to do any of that i just wanted to be a part of life with you guys you are bro so Absolutely. All right, so let's cool. get back to what Mark was
1: saying.
0: Yeah, yeah. Give us a little rundown on who you are, Bri, so the world knows.
2: So the world knows. I'm a husband to an amazing woman, um, got four incredible ki- kids. Uh, two, I have a son-in-law and a daughter-in-law who are absolutely incredible people. I love who they're becoming, what they're doing in life. Um, so. One of my kids is in ministry school uh, in Bethel out in California. Yeah, uh, My next one, my daughter, she just got a real estate license. Ooh, um, hey. Married to an amazing man, um, Thomas Young. Um, very unusual um, mix. He's half Chinese, half Puerto Rican. And yes, his Kung Fu is far better than mine. <laughs> and as I'm listening to stories today, I'll give you a quick story about the kind of guy he is when he found out my daughter is gluten-free, he went to the store and bought every single thing he could find that was gluten-free so that he could understand her. And so that he could know what to get her, for her and do for her. And so he took time to discover my daughter. That's, that, awesome. that's, an amazing man when they do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, my son, well, first it's Luke, the oldest in in school, and then Abigail. And then Noah, who is married um, to an amazing girl named Haley. And they're on honeymoon right now? Well, not kind of weird because they they got married during COVID. Yeah. Uh, During the lockdown, I officiated the ceremony for both of them. Um, They never, neither really got a real honeymoon. Right. So Noah's out celebrating his second anniversary. They're in Charleston, South Carolina. Nice. And they come back tomorrow. Awesome. That's awesome. And Abigail and Thomas are going on their. Official honeymoon, I think uh, it's next month, and they're going down to Florida. Cool. So, no, uh, Noah and Haley had, excuse me, they had tickets to go to uh, Tokyo. They were going to go to Japan and they were going to go eat ramen all over Japan and do nice. all this cool stuff. Um. So Noah and Haley, they're amazing. Uh, they both graduated Kennesaw State University together, and Noah's excellence in school he got paid to go to college nobody gets that but he did so it's super cool an amazing man um and then my youngest is nehemiah he's 19 he is a freshman at kennesaw state so and he is becoming a more, more amazing man every day what's that he's a fireball bro yes yep Yep, I love all their personalities. I love how who they're becoming and how they're growing and developing. And we've always, in particular, I've always looked at raising kids about who they're becoming, not necessarily what they do at the moment. And, and loving them to the next stage. And just, yeah. oh my gosh, I love being a dad. I always have. I've loved throwing them off of boats, letting them pick up snakes, um, teaching them to to love, to just love and give, I mean, Abby did a missions trip for a year and she prayed for people and they got healed and she fed the hungry. I I love that. Luke goes out and looks for people um, to do things for. He sees a homeless guy in the corner. He goes, buys him a meal, things like that. Gosh, I I wonder uh,
1: where, I wonder where they got that from.
2: I have no idea.
1: (laughs) I, I will, I will interject. Brian uh, introduced me to missions. So, yes. uh, I will, I, you know, we've, the people know the good people listening know, uh, that I've done a lot of missions work. And Brian is the, uh, he's the man that, that catapulted me into
0: that. Yep. I'd say the exact same thing for me when I was a, a 12, 13 year old teenager, went on my first couple mission trips, traveling all across the world with this guy pretty pretty wild wild stories we have and I'm sure we can yeah. share along the way as well but but, yeah. but if, trips. Brian I have a question for you so <clears throat> if you if if somebody were to come up and say Brian who are you what would you say to them
2: oh I would say I'm a man who loves to be loved by Jesus and love like he does mm. Amen. That's why more than anything else to to be in his presence, to learn from him and then to live in response to that. Yeah, that's awesome. So and whatever that whatever that looks like from there. So that means going to work for the day to work hard. Then, yeah, I do it Mm -hmm. Um, to see someone on the corner and to. You know, today I saw a guy in the corner with his dog. Do you need food? No, I got food today. Well, where do you live? I live in my van, but it's out of gas. Right. Okay, I'll be back in five minutes with a gas card for you. Yeah. Wow. And so, just seeing people like that. Yeah. yeah. And living from there.
0: That's awesome. You know, a lot of people. A lot of times when we say, "Who are you?" a person will respond with what they do or, or what profession they they're in or what career they're in. And so I wanted to ask you that because I knew you were going to have an answer like that. And, um, you know, it's, it's, a it's a cool thing when, you know, we talked about this on prior episodes, you know, who's you are first and then you really mm-hmm. know who you are. Right. And Correct. it's not what, it's not what you do. It's not what you've accomplished or what you can achieve or the things that, you know, people know you for, but, to know your self worth as you are a child of God, you are a lover of Christ. That's an amazing, powerful, powerful attribute. And so, yes. you know, I I, uh, I thought that was special to share. But um, it's it's Resurrection Sunday, guys.
2: Yes, it is.
0: Christ has risen. He is no longer yes. in the grave.
2: Hallelujah.
0: And, um, and it was a beautiful day. I got to spend the day with my family. We actually got to invite uh, one of my one of my daughter Alexa. She's she's older in college. One of her friends that didn't really have family around here uh, in the Nashville area, we got to invite him over and spend some time with us. And the kids call him Uncle Ty Ty. Um, Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. We just got to love on him and just, you know, cool. he, he experienced family here. He hasn't he hasn't been able to experience that in a little while. And so he yeah. told Alexa after he left, he was like, that was so cool. That was so awesome. Thank you so much for inviting me over. So yeah. it, was, it was a cool experience. We got to just share. Just, just love on him, you know. Just nothing yeah. super spiritual or super, super religious. But we just showed the love of Christ just by loving him and embracing him into our family. And That's so the incredible. kids had fun, and you know, we integrated some different activities. You know, we did some some egg painting, and my daughters painted little angels on on her, their oh eggs. Oh my
1: gosh, bro! The picture that you posted of yeah, your daughters, yeah. was absolutely you know, breathtaking. They didn't on your forehead.
0: Well, uh, yeah, they would have if I let them, but um but it was cool because we got to mix in the story of Easter, the real true meaning of the resurrection, with yeah. some of the silly little things that you know we're accustomed to doing, you know, Easter eggs and and right. candy and, and bunnies and stuff. But we true we, we were able to teach them the real meaning. Um I actually played a a a little YouTube video from Saddleback Church of the kids. Ministry there oh, cool. that did a, <laughs> did a cartoon animation of hey yo, cruc- yeah hey yo. <laughs> it was so funny dude i don't have little
2: kids so i have no clue (laughs) dude if you get a chance watch it it's like
0: it's like veggie tales all over again it was so good and he's
1: like he's like oh there's jesus he's like hey yo
0: yeah it was so good so good you got to watch it i'll share i'll try to share the link in some in actually in the podcast description but you should all check it out i mean i even was like wow this is cool it is Uh,
2: it's really good
0: it was really cool we were binge
2: watching uh the chosen tonight oh did you I ended up. I ended up last
1: night, right around midnight, watching Passion of the Christ.
2: Hmm. I think
0: you have a. You even have a story to share, Nick. If I'm not mistaken, do you want to share that story now with us?
1: Yeah, I could actually. Yeah, that's a good so, transition. Yeah, do, Go ahead and do that. I, I do have a Passion of the Christ story, and I I know that I posted it uh, for people to read because I am looking for the people that are in this story. Um, I had watched Passion of the Christ in the theaters five times. And the day that I went on my sixth viewing in the theater, I went by myself. I really wanted to see, uh, the film by myself. If you have not watched the Passion of the Christ, uh, Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ, it is, it is absolutely one of the best films that I've ever seen. Now it's in Aramaic. Uh, you have to read the subtitles. It's, it's a little tough um but it's incredible and one of the things i believe that is public knowledge is mel gibson actually made passion of the christ more graphic and more intense and hollywood told him to tone it down right i remember that yeah and bring it back so that that's pretty wild in itself but um i went to go see it the sixth time and i don't know if we spoke about my honda in the past. yes, we did talk about my Honda. Yeah, uh, you about guys my did Honda. that last week. Yeah, we did. Yep. Talked yep. about my Honda, that was my baby. And so I uh, I drive my Honda, I park it in an alley, I park it sometimes crooked, sometimes in a double spot because I didn't want people to <laughs> scratch it. Yep. And so, so I come out of the theater and I'm walking towards my car and I see a band of brothers Looming around my vehicle,
0: hmm. and I'm
1: like, "What in the world is going on?" I could be a little <laughs> bit more uh, graphic while I'm telling the story instead of the Facebook post because you know you just can't post so much. And so I, you know, automatically I go to my head. Oh man, what am I dealing with right now? I just came out of passion for the Christ. I got a love on these guys. I can't like go over yeah. there and start breaking heads and you know, capping <laughs> knees. <laughs> So, so so I walk over and, and lo and behold, as I'm approaching them, I smell a very familiar scent. And it's mm. just blowing. To, it's, you know, it's just in the air. Love is in the air. Anyway, uh, they were smoking a blunt, right? <laughs> so I walk over and I'm like, hey, I'm like, what's up? You guys like the car? And they're like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's my car. And, and they are like, oh, oh, my, oh, my bad, my bad, you know, and they, they get off my car and, uh, and they were like, you want some? And I was like, no, I don't want any, you know, thanks. I've been delivered from that. I've been set free. I haven't had, you know, this and that. And, uh, and they're like, oh, I said, I just came from Passion of the Christ. And they're like, oh, man, they're like, yeah, bro, we want to see that. Oh, that would be so good. And I was like, oh, really? You want to wow. see Passion of the Christ? Yeah, <laughs> you know, we're, we're so you That's gotta so picture cool. this, right? Like these guys are lit. They are out of their mind. They are so high, and these guys are just saying to me, "I want to see Passion of the Christ," and I'm like, yeah. "Oh God, I got to do this," you know. So I said, "All right, let's go," and they're like, "What?" And I said, "Yeah, let's go. We're gonna go see Passion of the Christ," wow. and they're like, "We ain't got no money. We don't got no money. We do not got no money for that," you know. They were, you know. Uh, To be honest with you, when I was walking towards them, I was like, oh, man, I am in trouble. There's five dudes right there. They were all thugs. Uh, Listen, when I tell you thugs, I'm telling you, like, I thought I was done in, right? (laughs) And and these dudes, all of a sudden, they were just like the nicest people ever. And they said, yeah, we'll go. I said, look, I didn't ask you if you had money. I said, do you want to go see it? You said, yes. I said, let's go see it. So that means I am going to bring you to see Passion of the Christ. Wow. Right? So. That's we so start, cool. Now, they they have no idea, like, if I'm telling them the truth or not, you know, like, right. I, I'm walking towards the theater, like, what I could turn around and say, ha ha, you're getting punked, right? Uh, but I didn't, <laughs> like, literally, I'm taking you to see Passion of the Christ. So we're walking into the theater, and I go up to the ticket booth, and I'm like, six tickets, please, Passion of the Christ. Wow. <laughs> And and these guys' eyes, they're they're bulging out of their head. They're they're looking at each other. Talk I could hear them, right? Talking to each other, like, yo, is this dude for
2: real? Like what?
1: You know? And then one of the guys, as we're walking by the concession stand, (laughs) one of the guys goes, Can we get some
2: popcorn? I was waiting for that. And nice. I turned
1: around and I said, yo, you guys got the munchies. <laughs> so, so did you do I, it, I, bro? I bought them all what they wanted. I bought wow. them popcorn and snacks and drinks and slushies. Awesome. Right. And we go into Passion of the Christ. And now we're in the theater and these guys are sitting with me. And first of all, and, and this is not a racial thing. Please understand my heart. I'm this white dude, they're five black guys. Not that it matters, but you gotta understand like this dynamic, right? It was
0: in Stanford too, right?
1: It was in Stanford. Yeah. There's been a lot of history in Stanford of, of just nonsense between races. And, and, and so, you know, like for me to go to them and, and say, hey, listen, come to the movies with me and then yeah. bring them to the movies to see wow. Passion of the Christ. Now we're all sitting in this row together and we get to the whipping scene. If you don't know Mm. what happened to Christ when he got whipped, let me tell Mm. you. He got got whipped with a cat of nine tails,
0: Mm.
1: okay? If you don't know what a cat of nine tails is, that is a whip with leather strands coming off the end, and on the end of those leather strands were shards of metal and glass and And you got to, you got to, these are like things that would tear you apart. And the Bible says that after Jesus was beaten and the crown of thorns was smashed on his head and he was whipped and all of this, the Bible says that his own mother didn't recognize him. Yeah. And Mel Gibson did a pretty good job in this whipping scene of showing how
0: horrific it was realistic and yeah. the,
1: the cat of nine tails at one point the the roman soldier whips jesus and it it sticks to his back and he pulls it and the flesh just rips off
0: yeah it'll so, make you turn it'll make you turn away it literally so now
1: was. at this point in the movie i look down the row at these guys <laughs> i'm sorry it wasn't funny it was like i was being touched god was really moving but it was funny because they were crying holding each other the one dude next to me had his hand on my knee and he was gripping me and i was like yo you okay he was like yeah i'm i'm good but he had tears coming out of his eyes wow <laughs> they, these wow. dudes got sober real quick wow okay and That's then amazing. at the end they they sat there just saturated mm. yeah yeah saturated completely engulfed by God's love, wrapping his arms Mm. around these dudes. And I Mm. know for a fact that he met them face to face at that theater that day. Mm. So So I posted on Facebook because I'm looking for these five boys. I would like to know where they're at. I'd like Mm. to know if they're around Stanford. Maybe not. What are they doing?
0: Yeah.
1: Anything. I just want to know. But it was such a it was such an incredible moment. And, and you got and to share God's it,
0: love. Yeah. You got to, you got yeah, to share. Bro, I mean, you know, like, like,
1: isn't that, you know, if we're going to that's talk God's love, that's the essence Christ. of
0: God's love is just not doing anything. Even some people try to make it so hyped up to be such a spiritual thing. Like, let me go ahead and, you know, oil you up and, you know, listen, just simply by putting your arm around somebody and bring yeah. them into a movie to, to receive, you know, some type of you know message, that's powerful. That's God's love right there, and it um, and it's been so cool listening to Brian over the years and and seeing some of his public videos that he shares regularly on Facebook and YouTube yes. and whatever other platform Talk he's on. That. But Talk
2: but man, that.
0: so Brian, I know you hate being like the center of attention um, because you're just you you just want to do what the Lord. Lord's will is. You want to be in the center of, of, of his will. And you want to, you want Christ to move through you. And and I just, it's such an example of what a true believer is kind of what, what we're supposed to be like. We're supposed to be a reflection of Christ, but we have to ask ourselves, like, what would Christ do if he were living, breathing on earth right now with us? Obviously he wouldn't be dressed in a white robe and, you know, look like he did, you know, thousands (laughs) of years ago. He'd probably be in blue jeans and a, in a, in a polo or a button down shirt or a flannel or a or a, or a, hoodie. You know, a hoodie, you know, but what would he be doing in his everyday oh, life? And some of the things that you've shared on your videos, I can imagine, I can just take a hunch and just, just in my mind, I can see Jesus doing some things similar to yeah. that. And maybe yes. for people who don't know what the heck I'm talking about, Brian, can you give us just, just a synopsis of some of the a things couple of examples. God, a couple of yeah. examples on what God calls you to do on a daily basis, not just once a month or just on Sundays or yeah. just when you're going on, you know, special retreats. Like this is an everyday type of experience for you. What, what are some of the things that you do on your everyday life in, in reaching people for, for yeah. God?
2: So can I, I want to give you a little bit of backstory and what got me to that point of just yeah, living that please. way. Um, I long to do this in the church. Mm-hmm. Maybe because of insecurities, maybe because of, of how I wanted to be seen and I wanted to to achieve certain things in the church. Mm-hmm. And so I felt that that was the avenue for me to go. And then I, every time I did that, I failed. I didn't fit the mold of the normal church Um at one point, though, I had this distinct desire to love, to be loved by God, and then to love that way. And God met me, and He was like, "Stop trying to do it in the church. I don't want you to do to do it in the church. I want you to be the church. Don't be the church at church. Be the church outside." Wow. And so, and I'd always had a heart for meeting people and and you know befriending people, and it's just certain ways about me. Yep. And um, then I started seeing myself the way he saw me and I would hear his thoughts about me. And he, I would hear his voice telling me what he thinks about me. And so then I would be at places like I'm at a grocery store one day and I've heard God say to me, I, I love you. You're amazing. Yes. I, I'm so happy that you're my son. Yeah. I'm at a grocery store and there's this, really uh, flamboyant, wonderful Jamaican lady behind the register at a Publix and um, she's a grandmother. So I, I, I'm in line and God says to me, isn't she beautiful? And I'm like, "Yes, yeah, she is. Your daughter is so amazing. And then I get up to her and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm back there in line and I'm hearing God whisper you're beautiful. He thinks you're incredible. This lady starts jumping up and down, runs around the <laughs> register, gives me the most giant hug I've wow. ever gotten. And I love. it just it, so it cool. brought a piece of heaven. Yeah. And it's not just that. Like I'm at work one day in this condo complex in Atlanta. And I'm working in a bathroom. Can't stand the type of work I was doing, but I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And there were uh, tons of other workers there and God stops me. And he's like, Brian, someone needs prayer. I had this this burning inside of me that someone needs to get prayed for. Mm-hmm. So I walk out of the bathroom, walk through this condo and it's like, we're like 10 stories up. And so the crew is leaving to catch the elevator. And I stop one of the crew and I go, hey, this is gonna sound really weird to you, but there's someone in your group, some, whether it's you, I don't know, who needs to get prayed for. Wow. like five guys poked their heads into in the front door and look at me point that way down the hall. He needs prayer now. Nice. Wow. So they, they i am like, well, bring him in. Let me pray for him. And I'm like, so I don't always ask what I need to pray for because God already knows. And I'll just go ahead and start doing it. Yeah. Um, but I felt like I should ask. So I asked what's, what's going on. And he's like, my daughter has, has a brain tumor, mm. and she's going wow. into the doctor today Wow, to get checked. So, and she needs, and we don't know. We don't know. So as a whole group, and like 10 of us just got together and just started praying.
0: Wow. On the uh, for job. For
2: daughter and for his family. What's that? <laughs> on the right job. Roughneck, ne- rough electricians, carpenters. Oh, yeah. Wow. Everyone was there. We just stopped and do it. And then move on. And I'm like, I go back to work. I'm crying
0: yeah, because great.
2: I felt the heartbeat of God for somebody else. Yeah. That, that guy's daughter was on his mind. That guy was on his mind. The hope, the future, everything else. And so we called it out
0: mm.
2: and we prayed into that's where great. she's going in life. And that's often mm. what I do is I pray about where people are called so mm. that they can move forward. And they have a vision for destiny, a vision for calling, a vision for God leading them right so
0: that's amazing and what's that and and for some of you who don't know a backstory to the backstory is when I was in 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 youth ministry 13 years old right around the same time that Nick and I met Brian was our youth pastor and so we also used to work with him so right out of high school and during high school I would be on jobs with him and Uh, you had to go there yeah I had to go there he'd pick me up in in six o'clock in the morning and we'd go and get a cup of coffee. And, and even at that point, how many years ago, Brian, 30, maybe 25, 25, 26 years ago. ago. I remember you even doing that back then when we were in a deli, you would would just talk to somebody and just be like, Jesus loves you. And he thinks you're amazing. And you know, just start to speak into their life. And that taught me at a very, very early age to be sensitive to the, to the voice of God and the Holy spirit. And to the, even the point where I used to see people as I was working with you mm-hmm. and I would just go over to them and just be like, Hey, I got this word for you. I don't even know who you are or if this even means anything yeah. to you, but yeah. here it is. And so that never left me. And, and it's just been that little, little seed that was planted has grown throughout the years. And I even te- I even start to teach my kids how to be sensitive to that as well. And I know Nick has similar stories of working with yeah. you as well, but also mm-hmm just being led and going for it to talk to people and, and just, you know, give them a word, you know? Yeah. But I, I think sometimes people could get really freaked out about going up to somebody they don't know because of fear of rejection and fear of just insecurities that they have. What is like one or two practical things you can give somebody that knows they have a word, but is a little nervous to go and share it with a complete stranger?
2: Uh, there's, there's a couple things with it. One, Hearing it for yourself about yourself, I mean, that's a, It's that relationship with Jesus, yes. being able to connect and listen and and know His heart's desire and intent, and knowing, like when Psalms forty, verse five and six, you know, where He talks about His thoughts about you. And so, if He's thinking about this with you, that means He's obviously thinking about it with someone else. Yeah. Um, flat out, man, it does take courage. Yes. Yeah. It does take a willingness to, a vulnerability to make a mistake. Sure. And there's times where I've been totally off. Yeah. But you're better off being wrong than what if the word right. was correct. Yeah. And you didn't give it and that person needed right. to be prayed for. Yeah, yeah. Step out of the boat. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, yeah, it's, God sets you up. That's the coolest thing is that it's never, you know, like people often think faith is like either zero or 100. Right. It's like, it's like one or the other. It's, it's, there's no in between. And it's kind of like God wants to grow you and develop you. He wants to whisper words to you and develop you so that today you'll trust him this much. Tomorrow you'll trust him this yeah. much. Yeah. And the next day, this much. That's so good. it's it's like God set me up to trust you to learn to hear your voice for someone else so mm-hmm. that they can hear the truth about who they are to you and yeah. the value that they are to you, the value that you put on their life. And teach me to you know convey that I'll take risks but help me to walk through this so I know what I'm doing is correct
0: right so
2: there's a lot of church training on how to do this hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of church training on how to do it
0: mm-hmm. for this <laughs> come, really? <laughs> come on really
2: what's that come on really but just for the simple reason that bro the scripture says raise up a child in the way you should go yes I mean the way yep. they should go and when they're older they will not depart So, the church takes and parents take the responsibility of teaching them how to do things. But God is also saying, You're my child. Yes. I Mm. want to teach you, I want to raise you in the way you should go. Mm -hmm. And so, I I, I hold on to what Paul said to, you know, be like me. What did Paul do? He spent time in the presence of God, learning, growing, being developed. And that's where he was directed. And right. we should follow leads like that. Yes. Are yes. they in the presence? Are for they much. hearing? And then the person, when they're in places like that, it's going to automatically be so big inside of them that it comes out.
1: That's mm. good.
2: And that they'll they'll say something small. You know, I I was scared. I was scared in that grocery store line for the lady. Yeah. I'm like, here I am. I'm telling a woman that she's beautiful. That can go in all the wrong directions.
0: Sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But you got past that.
2: I got past that. Yeah. I got past that. So there was one time I'm at a Walmart down in uh, Milledgeville, Georgia, uh, picking up my son from college and I'm walking down one of the aisles and there's a a kiosk there. Ladies are loading it. And I walk by it and the loudest thing in my voice says she's waiting. Hmm. And I'm like, And I'm like, okay, I, I've tried to play it off, I take another step and it the voice says it again.
0: Mm.
2: And I'm like, okay, mm. I have a choice here. I can walk <laughs> away. Or this is so important to God. Yeah. Yeah. That that I love him so much because I'm so stinking in love with him that I'm gonna go ahead and take the risk. And maybe I'm silly or ridiculous. Mm. But what if? Such mm. a good word, ridiculous. That's good. Yeah. And and so I, I turn around, I go, I walk over to ladies, and I and I often start off with this might seem a bit strange or weird to you. Mm. Yeah. But I sometimes hear things from God when I he- walk by people or stuff like that. Yeah. So when I walk by you, I heard the voice say, She's waiting.
0: Mm.
2: And so I'm like, I don't know what it means. Are you waiting for a check? Wow. Are you waiting for a letter in the mail? What are you waiting for? And she's like, I'm not waiting for anything. Are you waiting for something to the lady? And she's like, nope. And I said, okay, you know what? I heard this voice. It was so loud, like someone talking to me. Can you just allow me to pray real quick and ask God what the truth is? And so that I can clearly say. And so I stopped and I'm like, Lord, I just thank you for for you clarifying the word waiting. Hmm. The minute I said that, one of the lady stops and her mouth goes, And she points at the other one and she says, you're waiting for news about your niece. Hmm. That morning, she was like, oh, my gosh, I am. Her her niece was rushed to the hospital that morning for emergency Mm -hmm. surgery. And she had not yet heard from them uh, Uh about the condition or anything else. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, not only is God wanting you to know that you're (coughs) going to hear news, excuse me. But he wants us to pray because he wants to show off. Yes,
1: that's what's so up. so
2: I took a moment, I stopped, I prayed and then I cried like crazy. I, I do hmm. it. I, I just I, I can't help it sometimes. Can't yeah. Help it. I just started crying, Yeah. but that was the moment where I weighed the option right. <clears throat> of a, I could walk away.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I could walk away. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I didn't walk away, that I heard him, and then I, had, I grabbed moments with him afterwards. I'm like, God, I'm so thankful that you spoke to mm-hmm. me. Thank you for allowing me the honor of being a part of you communicating to someone else your love, yeah, your desire.
1: So I have a question for you, Bry. Yeah, man. So when you say that you hear from the Lord. Would you say that you've always had the ability to hear from him once you got saved, and once you began your relationship with Jesus, or was it something that you gradually grew into because you spent time with him? Um, why don't you clarify that for the for the people listening? Um, because some people say, "What do you mean? How do you hear him?" How do it's
0: you hear? It's a really good
2: him? question. Nick. It's really good.
0: And then I have a follow up question to that, but go ahead.
2: So, I've. I felt that I've always heard from God, Mm -hmm. period. I just, I I had my first God encounter when I think, I think I was three. Mm -hmm. Um, I came to a point where I started hearing from God more and more, whether it be a knowing, uh, a voice in my head. And at one point, because there's scripture that, that you know people talk about it, that God's always talking. He's always saying things. He's always breathing into you. He's always there. I stopped. Sure. And I said, God, you need to teach me to hear your voice the way you mm-hmm. want me to hear it, so I don't miss it, so mm-hmm. I can clearly understand it, um, and and move and respond to it and also I, I know i understand that you've spoken to me over all these years in many different ways can you please show me those moments where you spoke to me yeah mm. that i missed it mm-hmm. so that i would never miss it again that i would always recognize your voice and your presence mm. and and respond okay. to it
0: That's and, really um, good.
2: and when i did that He started giving me flashbacks of all these moments in my life where I made a step one way, whether I missed Mm -hmm. it or I found it. And, you know, it's really good to understand when you miss it, too. But the the real question then comes, how do you respond? Yeah. If you if you respond with regret and like, I'm such a bad person or it's Mm -hmm. like, oh, God, I'm so sorry I missed it on that one. Please forgive me. Help me to never do that again. May your voice be so more so loud, so loving, so kind, so directional that I don't miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Develop my relationship. So it becomes more about developing the relationship than it is trying to hear his voice to get a word. I never whenever I do that, man, I always flop. I always flop. Then I interject something inside myself and then I'm projecting my own thought or my own mm-hmm. idea or what I think needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And then I then I'm like, you know, whenever I do that, man, I always flop. I'm messed up. I'm so. my own or my own idea or
1: That's interesting. I hear a lot of echo. And
2: Do you hear that? That's I hear it. Yeah. It's yeah. coming from Mark.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Is it? Sorry guys. Uh, Yeah, I fixed that. Uh, That's good. I have a follow-up question to that, Brian. I
2: don't think you really answered Nick's
1: question. (laughs) Did you you just – he said, yeah, "Mm, that's good. That was me. I fixed it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I fixed it. I I didn't know what was happening either. It was one of the Facebook pages that was on there. But um, my follow-up question is, and a lot of people are probably wondering this too, do you have to be perfect to be able to share a word with someone else?
2: No, absolutely not absolutely not some because we too often be a sinner what's that (laughs) you could be a wretched sinner people who are that's one of the coolest things is you can teach people who who are don't even have a relationship with god farthest thing in their mind to hear the voice of god because he wants them to hear him he wants them to know him he wants to know that he's real and it's when it becomes about power and control and yeah. I can, you know, read your future, then it goes weird.
1: Yeah. Yeah, But of I'm hearing from my grandmother. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. I what, mean, what are you talking about? No, you're not. Saul did that. He went to get, you know, Ray Samuel or whatever it was. Yeah. The, um, <laughs> yeah. What was I going to say? <laughs> the simple, the simple words, the simple words um, are sometimes... The, the most powerful ones that you can do because then they lead into a discussion.
1: Sure. As long as you
2: don't start interjecting or, you know, Dan Moeller talks about don't project. Hmm. So if you have your own opinion, your own thoughts, your own ideas, don't leave those out, leave those out. Yep. Cause what he says is enough. It, it, it's enough to lead them. Um, right. There was one story. I, I was flying on an airplane and, you know, I, I'm sitting next to this lady and God's like, don't say anything for a while. And so we are starting our descent from Connecticut or from New York into Atlanta. And and God speaks to me at that, that moment. And he says, she's moving for love. Mm. And I'm like, okay. And I look at her and I say, hey, this, I'm Brian, X, Y, Z. And. I had this real sense that you're moving to wherever it is you're going for love. And she, her eyes just get huge. And she's like, I'm moving to, uh, I think it was new Orleans or something like that. She goes, I just got engaged. I'm moving there. I just took a job. My husband, my future husband is in the military down there and I'm moving there to be there with him. And I, and, and I said, this isn't by mistake. God has called you. Because then, all of a sudden, when I did that simple word, left it there, she opened up. And then God started talking to me about how He is setting her up for the future. Yes. That He is thinking about her, pouring out, uh, is setting up a plan for her because He's got so much. And she has a very unique oh, sure. job calling. Mm-hmm. She was a, a special ed teacher mm-hmm. to um, very challenged children.
0: Mm.
2: and she was desperately needed there Mm. but the really wild thing was I so I gave her that part after I said the second part she goes you won't believe it one of my relatives yesterday in Stanford um, pulled me into her her kitchen and said the exact same thing Wow. Mm. and this lady had no relationship with God Wow And it was just starting. She's like, I'm starting to believe that there's a God that really loves me.
1: Yeah, that's Hmm. so good. And
2: so you start off, I don't want to say start off with a simple word, but it might just be one word. Yeah. Hmm. It might even be a color. It might. Sure. There's so many different stories of, of things that happen like that. Yeah. So starting off with just a simple one and letting God lead you and go from there. Amen. And don't don't like I said, don't add and just let it go and pray uh-huh. if he wants you to pray. You, yeah. you, your goal is never to get them to do a salvation message right there right. so they can, quote unquote, get saved. God right. is so much more than just that. Yeah, sure.
0: Oh, that's so good. He wants
2: a life transformed I like that. for now.
0: That's good. That's good. Can, can you break that down a little bit? Like I know as, as maybe new Christians or even seasoned Christians. We always want our first thing is we want to rush to get the sinner saved, right? That's kind of in, been in, <laughs> ingrained in us from from early, early, early on in our Christian faith, and so sometimes it's not about that. Sometimes it's just about planting a seed and and letting God water it and letting the Holy Spirit water it. But that seed could grow into something so much greater than them just parroting a prayer off. Yeah one afternoon and then going yeah. back to live their lives. So unpack that a little bit. That that's that was powerful, what you just said. Okay,
2: so one of the goals that a lot of churches will do, a lot of individuals will do, will, will be to get them to say the sinner's prayer right? Mm-hmm. so that they can get to heaven. Yeah. So in, in all actuality, which is amazing, which is fantastic, but there's also an aspect of it where they're training that person to go to God for what you can only get. Hmm. I get heaven. I get a place to go to
0: when
2: when Jesus is looking for transformation. He's looking for a heart that can, that he can, I mean, you know, a body that he can come in and live in. Yes. And we talk about changing the world and changing destiny and creating kingdom. That's what God's looking for. If you're looking just to get to heaven, that's not going to happen. It's actually can can be a very selfish message
1: mm-hmm.
2: in that just trying to get someone saved. Hey, we want you to get saved so you can go to heaven. Great. What do you do now? Jesus is like, I want you now. It's like um, it yeah. would be like me adopting an eighteen-year-old in the sense that I'm going to adopt an eighteen-year-old and I'm going to pay for you to go to college, and then I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Do whatever you want to do mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you're an adult and you can have the life you want when we and i'm not saying it's wrong to adopt but we have kids because we want to grow them nurture them develop them watch who they become because mm-hmm. of the interaction in our lives with them that's right now and that's what god's looking for
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's looking for that he wants you know, the best way to put it, he wants a temple
0: mm-hmm.
2: to come and live in. Yep. He wants that temple.
1: That's good. Man. And um,
2: so it's so much more than just a salvation message. It is a, I guess uh, Dan Miller talks about the, the best salvation call or altar call is a life lived.
0: Oh, that's I gotta good. I got
2: to the cat and Hold on one second. She's going bonkers.
0: You know, I think
1: about this, Mark.
2: I, I yeah. think about this
1: constantly, bro. You know, we've we've been in the church. We've seen what goes on in the church. We, mm-hmm. you know, and and primarily, I think it's the American church, um, <clears throat> because it's very different once you're outside the the walls of this country. Um, mm-hmm. th- you know, you see people get saved week after week after week. The same person will raise their hand over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. You know, and and it's ex- you know, listen, you you can you know when you encounter christ or when someone has encountered christ you know that there was a a real life-changing experience and I, i i really really you know one of my prayers especially working with the youth now again uh is is that they would have an an extreme um you know revelation of who god is what he did and the the uh the power of christ the the revelation that that he is alive like listen we're talking about resurrection sunday right god mm. is alive he's he's not a dead god and you know going to to that point Brian, what you were talking about regarding um you know the sinner's prayer um it, it's so not just saying a prayer i mean the sinner's prayer is not even in the bible
2: now, you know, like, that's not even a thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's Jesus longs to have that encounter. Yes. He longs to have that encounter with us. And if you look at the disciples, it wasn't. How he, he didn't spend all those years with them so that they would live by a rigid law. Mm hmm is that they would fall in love with him because when he wins their heart he wins their life yeah he wins their actions and how they live and how they act and then for them to get on pentecost filled with the holy spirit to yes hmm and that's i mean that's like wow that's the that's being you know given the power from god to live like his son jesus did
1: that's exactly right you know, I'm so. thinking about. We did you say you watched the Chosen today or yesterday? I was
2: watching it tonight. You guys are nice to me. I'm like, wait,
1: wait, wait. Yeah, I want to watch yeah. I, you know, I love, finished. I love how, uh, I love how they portray him, and and the disciples, and uh, you know, if you haven't watched the Chosen, that is absolutely uh, something that you should do. You can download their app, uh, go to the App Store or to the Play Store, go to the Chosen. TV show. Download that app, and you can stream it to your television. You can watch it on yes, your technology for free. Um, for free. Um, yeah, it's it awesome. Is absolutely for free. Uh, the show is funded, crowdfunded. It's an incredible, incredible show about the 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 way that Christ chose his disciples.
0: Uh, where is it? Where is it again? It's just an app on the app store, right?
1: It's an app on the app store in the Play Store. It's if you search the Chosen. TV show or The Chosen, uh, you'll see it. It'll pop up, the first thing that pops up. Um, Download it, you can stream it to your television um, or any piece of technology that you have, you can watch it on. But here's the thing, this is awesome. Um, What I love about the show is when he calls the different people and he just looks at them and he says, follow me.
0: Mm.
1: When he says it on the beach right right there when they're getting the fish into the boat and he's like yeah. he's like what what can I do for you he's like follow me and then and then when he when he encounters Matthew and Matthew's in his little booth collecting taxes and he stops and he's staring at him and he's like follow me and Matthew's like who me?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> who me? and he's like yes you follow me you know um it's just that simple and as soon
2: as you hear him respond yeah 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 so but what your statement there was what there's a in your statement you said what peter said what do you want me to do what do you want me to do that is like one of the biggest questions i would always hear at church from people i just want to do what god wants me to do yeah Yeah. and i'm like and they're like i just want to find out what that is and i've asked that so many thousands of times follow me and you, yep. it got me so frustrated at one point because it it always led me back to the same place be with him mm-hmm. it always led me back to that because um i learned a while ago that when it's about what you do you're all you're going to put it into categories of failure and success and that if you do one oh, God didn't want it to do that, so he didn't let that, that didn't happen, or I messed up, or someone else's fault,
0: mm. or I'm
2: at church, and they're not recognizing my gift, so I can't do what he wants me to do. Right, right. So yeah. when, when God is saying, like, the disciples, follow me. Mm. And all that time they were with him, they were being developed, and what they did naturally flowed out of who they were because mm. of a response to his relationship with them. Yeah. Mm. Sounds awesome. And so it changes that what they'll do happens.
0: Brian, uh, tell us a little bit about. Um, and as we as we start to wind down, maybe there's going to be some more questions. Who knows how long this is going to go for? Um, tell us a little bit about some of the ministry that you do overseas, man. This is this is a part of who you are and a part of what you're called to do. And uh, and you do it with grace, man, and mercy. And and so it's just it's cool to hear the stories coming out of overseas, the Philippines places that you've gone, but I know you're, I know you're really focused on some of the, some of the human trafficking that's taking place in the Philippines with, with a certain ministry. Maybe you could just expound a little bit about who are they? What do you do there? And what are, what are some of the heartbeat behind why God is choosing that place to really, uh, you know, uh, serve in and support?
2: Okay. So, I've been, over the past few years, I've been working with a group called Wipe Every Tear based out of Boise, Idaho. Hmm. And um, we have a few safe houses in the Philippines. Um, I shouldn't say we. I mean, I'm good friends with the um, head of the ministry. Yep. I'm on the board as well. Um, their goal is to provide hope in a future for girls and some boys who are trafficked. Who are, who have been rescued from trafficking, Mm -hmm. um, and their children. So if if a mom's been trafficked or she's at a sex bar in the Philippines, um, she comes in. She brings her three kids. Uh, We help raise those three kids and Mm -hmm. propel them into the future to where God's called them to go. Uh, I probably didn't explain that whole process really well, but we. So our, we rescue girls. We go into the yeah. sex bars. Yeah. We find the girls. We offer them an opportunity for education, for um, jobs, for mm. medical, dental, uh, and a safe place to live. Mm. And so, a lot of people. There's a lot of different ways girls get caught in trafficking in the Philippines. Mm. Um, you know, there's the closed brothel, brothels where. The kids that are being trafficked are from, I don't know, four years old to 10, 12. Hmm. And it's it's a little bit different area. You can only get in certain ways. And it's completely different than what we operate in. We have acquired girls from those brothels. We primarily go to the bars um, where a girl may be leased by her parents. Um, She may be tricked by an uncle or a cousin into working there. And I'll go into that in a second on what how that happens. Um, or she has no job. She's got five kids, and she has no way to make money or feed her kids. Mm. Uh, in the Philippines, you can't get a job at a kiosk, at a mall, or cleaning toilets at McDonald's unless you have a college degree. Oh, wow. Their college degree is very different than what we have, but yet it's still, on the, in their uh, academic system, it's a college degree. And because they have such... Such a mass workforce, they make they only go for the best. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of these girls, like if a family has four boys and a girl, they'll pay for the four boys to go to college before they'll pay for the girl. Wow, or they'll lease the daughter out to a sex bar, Mm -hmm. um, to help pay for things. Um, you know, there's one girl that we know of, her cousins tricked her with a job. They're like, Hey, we got a job for you in Angeles City uh, or Papanga is the area and you're going to be a waitress guaranteed income. You're going to do well. It's going to be great. Here's $200 traveling money. Mm. The minute she took the money, she basically stepped into a contract. She owes the the bar $200. Wow. She goes up there and she has to work. And so she has been tricked that she gets there. There's no job as a waitress. She has Mm. to be a dancer. And a dancer then ends up going out for favors for the night. Um, so we'll go in and we will, you know, meet the girls. Um, sometimes with a laser pointer, pick out which girl you want. Wow! And so you know, a married, ha- really happily married guy with four kids going into a sex bar uh, is really, you know, for me, I'm Mr. Quiet guy. Um, mm-hmm. It, it's it can be very challenging and so you have to be like as bold as anything up front in the sense right. that you pick a girl and um when they come to your table you tell them I'm not planning on having sex with you tonight mm. I want to take you out to dinner whatever you want to eat and they don't right off the bat they're not going to trust me because I'm a westerner Yep. Mm. Is the fact is we lie to get what we want are we a body parts trafficker are we gonna mm-hmm. kidnap her what are we gonna do yep and um we go into these bars with formerly trafficked girls or dan- former dancers and we were like hey come out with us and talk to this girl and we and she starts sharing with them about what they can where they could go. That will give them a college degree, we'll take care of medical, dental, safe place to live, we'll pay off their bar debt so they mm-hmm. can they can actually leave without legal responsibilities. We'll clear all that. Um, and then we'll give them the, the opportunity, and it's all by choice. It has to be by choice, because if it's not, it's still trafficking. Sure. If you force someone. Um sure. but yeah. we give them a choice and Some girls come, some don't. Um, And the other thing that we started doing last time as well, when I was there, um, going after the guys. That's what I wanted you to talk about, bro. Mm. So I was there. I've been there doing the outreach a couple times. The first time I was there, I went to a cappuccino bar, one of the best cappuccino bars. Dude, this little Italian bakery in the middle of the Philippines. I'm like, what the heck? We're <laughs> <it> was- everywhere. <laughs> I know. And it was amazing. And so I order a cappuccino for myself uh, and for a friend. And I feel in my heart, in my head, it's like, yeah, I hear that voice again. What about that guy over there? Mm-hmm. And I turn oh. around. And there's a Westerner with his escort for the, or he's escorting a girl for the day. She obviously got up with him in the morning and was with him. And um, I'm like, really? And, and I, and I'm like, okay, I'll do this. This is going to be, I'm like, this is going to be fun. Hmm. Cause God loves him. Mm -hmm. God, God is so in love with this guy. So I walk over to him and I'm like, Hey guy, um, dude, I'm, I'm buying cappuccinos for my wife and, or, and myself. And I do this all the time. So you may think it's weird. I don't. Can I buy you a cappuccino? I buy, I buy stuff for people all the time. And he's like, no, I'm good. I, I'm like, you sure? Because you're going to get a free cappuccino out of it. And he's like, okay, I'll take one. And so I'm like, cool. I ordered cappuccino. I bring it over to him. And I said, sir, the real reason why I bought this was because God wanted me to give it to you because he thinks you're absolutely incredible. And he is so in love with you. He is so in love with you. And I'm watching this guy's eyes start to Mm. tear up. And and he was totally undone. And I'm like, Mm. he wants to have a conversation and meet with you and talk to you about who you are in life and go from there. And God's like, don't say anymore, Mm. leave it there. Leave it there. Um, And so I did. And I want to share one other story, too. Uh, The last trip I was on, this one guy in our group, he was 19. We're at this one sex bar. Uh, I forgot the name of it. Big, big one. Um, Like, multi-levels, polls, everything. And he's talking with some guys from America. And one was this really heavy-set, burly guy. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm here to blankety blank, blank and blank, blank and blank, blank." Hmm. And what are you here? I mean, what are you going to be doing tonight? And he's like, "Oh man, I'm all, I'm here to offer these girls a hope in the future, an education, mm-hmm. job opportunities. My yeah. gosh, God loves these girls so much. They're His daughters, aren't they? Incredible." Oh. So this guy, this giant guy, looks at them takes out the wad of money from his pocket gives it to him and says, I can't do this anymore and walks out. <laughs>
0: wow. And so
2: here, here's one of the things that a lot of people get really angry when you talk about trafficking, they want vengeance. Right. Hmm. They, I mean, women, I understand it. I do. I really do. They want justice and vengeance. Yeah. So if you look at the, the, the term justice, justice is returning something to its original intent. Mm -hmm. So justice is bringing these girls to their original intent, then would be like doctors, lawyers, teachers, pastors, um, seeing the girls like that and doing that. And the greatest vengeance on hell is to get one of these guys to transform. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because they're broken. They're, I mean that's why the majority of them are theirs because yeah. they're broken. We, you know they're that. Broken. There's a pizza place right over by the um, the cappuccino place. Another Italian guy owns it. Another yeah. heavy set dude, and he said he's there. He goes in Italy. Could I get a beautiful wife like this? Hmm. And he's like, no, I can't. So I came here, and his he had a stunning wife. And and it's he was broken, and there are yeah. so many guys that we meet there. Dude, yeah, we met guys from from um, upstate Connecticut. We met. I met a guy from Atlanta. You said, yeah.
1: You, I was going to ask you. You said you met a guy from Atlanta, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Bry, I've heard Kenny talk about stuff like this. Yeah. You know, we sat down, we talked about things the last time he was here out this way in Connecticut, and. I'd be the first one to want to, like, take a bat to somebody.
2: Hmm. Yeah.
1: And and really, it's God's heart for people, hmm. not just the girls and the boys being abused, Right. but it's for the men, the predators. Because those guys, if you want justice to go back to the original intention, the original what they were intended to be, well, let's go back to that, little six-year-old boy who was getting molested right by his now his
2: only way to feel loved is to trans he translates it into the abuse of that realm and doing that yeah and that to him speaks love but yet it doesn't because he's back again yeah and or the the boy
1: that or the boy that got involved in porn
2: and and it
1: escalated and steamrolled and he got bored with the normal stuff and went on to the other stuff and then even further and then started acting things out. And we see those things. And I mean, that's how sin works anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Like it just mm-hmm. goes deeper and deeper. But in the end, it's still, again, it's a broken person.
0: Yeah. Hurt people hurt yeah. people. We've heard that before. You know, Do broken you hear- people break people. What were the you The most say,
2: amazing thing in doing the outreach to the bars, though, and and- the most amazing part is that you have all that you guys will have that anger. You'll have that. Hmm. I want to, you know, some guy who's it, cause it could be my daughter.
0: Yeah. It could be
2: my sister. It could be X, Y, Z. Um, the time before our outreach and I, I hesitate using the term outreach. I don't really like it. Um, the times, before we go out, we will start worshiping at like three or four in the afternoon. Hmm. And we will get ridiculously undone. Yeah. So, I mean, like it talks about in when, um, who is it in the Bible? When he built the, the tabernacle, the, that whole thing and, um, the presence of God was so thick in the room, the priest couldn't stand. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow, and we would worship and and go to a place like that yeah and then when it was time to end it wasn't like I'm so bored at worship or I'm done worshiping it was like we are so full of Mm. worship we have to empty something out yeah let's go love and then you could walk into a bar and, and you would see a girl in, in a thong and a bikini top. And what did you have in your heart and mind for her is kingdom yeah. Hmm. is, is, is introducing her to a God who loves her, who just wants a relationship with her and to deliver her from where she's at. And he's got so much more. And so it's that then walking that avenue, but the, that was the only way for the majority there's 15 of us on that last trip i think uh brian kenny kenny and keith both said
1: that you guys would be in worship and you would even get the name of a girl god would download mm. the name of a girl oh yeah guys, they'd right? write it on the
2: wall and they'd be wow. and they'd go and find the name they'd find that girl wow and so like that's one crazy. of the ones too was that like, i told you the story about the, the two guys the cousins who tricked the girl to be a waitress mm-hmm. that's actually a true story yes and one of the guys uh his name is todd Vicker from here in atlanta he's a worship leader
1: mm-hmm. he had
2: a dream about a girl and even had the name wow and went in there and was like when he saw her and it's like you're shocked because it happens but yeah yeah but god's like i told you yeah but god's yeah. doing it yeah and uh-huh. and yeah and um Talk about someone getting delivered from the beginning. She never got abused,
1: mm-hmm.
2: so she she was tricked into going into the bars by her cousins. She was registered as a as a virgin mm-hmm. by the doctor, so she brings in a special price in the beginning, um, and no one picked her until Todd did. Wow. Amazing. And Thank it's you. just it's an amazing story. So, so and. Perfect. You hear stuff like that all the time. And I go back to your, your thing, Mark. It's a risk. It, there, You yeah. have to be willing to be so in love with God that hmm. it won't make a difference. That you yep. can laugh it off, you can cry it off, but you are so in love with him. Yeah. I mean, it's like your wives. If your wife asks you to do something, you may be like, yeah, whatever. But because you love her, hmm. you know, you might go... Change a diaper or clean a toilet or whatever it is. You're so in love with Jesus that you're like, yeah, whatever Mm. you want.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, did you throw that lower third down that says wipe every tear?
0: Yep. I
2: did. I did, I got it right there. Very important.
1: I I really want people listening to make sure that you get over to that site to wipe every tear. Yeah. And uh and give. Wipe every tear and make sure that you give if any of the stories that brian has shared uh, in the past few minutes have touched you uh this is a reputable good organization Mm -hmm. they do what's right with the money uh it is not used for other things uh it is used to rescue girls and provide them uh the, the the necessary things for them to live a decent and good life Uh, For the safe house, for food, for clothing, for schooling, um, wipe every tear.
0: Yeah, we're not not sponsored by them either. But, um, Brian, I know they're going on trips, too. They started opening up the Philippines. If, If somebody has it on their heart that they want to get involved with the ministry and actually go and help out, can they reach out to you individually and you make the connection? Should they go right through the website? How do you want that to happen?
2: What I would suggest they do is go to the website. Yeah. Uh, go to wipingeverytier.org and go to their website, and then follow the steps from there. Yeah. They will begin planning the trips throughout the year. Um, whether So I'm gonna step into this realm of vaccination. We just have to at this point, if that's gonna be, a, uh, trips are gonna be a discussion. Mm-hmm. Right now, if you are not vaccinated, you are not allowed to cross the border into the Philippines unless you are a native Filipino. And that's not wipe every
0: tears regulation. That's the actual country. That's the the
2: government. So Mm -hmm. with the presidential elections going on right now, when that's over, that'll probably change. So if you're an American, a Westerner, you can't get in there unless you're vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So there are trips going in right now. There's a team, right? I believe they're there right now um, from Atlanta, actually. Um, but again, you'd have to be vaccinated to go on one of these trips, but that will change. So it'll it'll change and then it'll open up and then many more people can go.
0: So, so Brian, if, if that's a problem for some people and we know it is, some people don't want to do that and that's fine. What are some other ways that they can get in contact with you? I know you have some stuff going on within the United States every once in a while, Men's trips, family trips, outings, and such. Uh, can you give us like thirty second rundown on on what, what they can expect or how they can get all to you for something like that? Well, they can they
2: can find me on Facebook, Brian Johansson. You can email at Brian K. at gmail.com. Yeah. You can reach out to my wife at the renovated life at gmail.com. Just spell out that the renovated life at gmail.com. So and we, we do have a lot of outdoors
0: night. adventures, right? Outdoor adventure, boys, men trip, dad and sons, That those Multiple types of things. Multiple things right? coming up.
2: Yeah. Multiple things. So I we, awesome. we do a monthly worship event at the farm behind my house. Nice. So if you're looking for a worship event.
0: It's get... a legit farm too with like donkeys oh. and goats.
2: <laughs> so if you're on your hands and knees worshiping God, don't be surprised if a goat tries to jump on your back no joke um yeah
1: so i like that bro (laughs) replace that garbage goat yoga with goat worship
0: goat worship yes that's a new thing let's do it trademark it right now
2: (laughs) that's funny we're doing it we just we just got the sanctuary we're prepping the sanctuary we just had it all paved out we're gonna start making it um so we have monthly (laughs) worship events uh andrew and i are doing an online class starting in may about how to be the church um And then I'm starting, I think, in the end of May or June, I'm going to start doing guys weekends again where I'll do some camping trips. Um, Guys, I'm looking to do a Florida fishing and scalloping trip. So that's just something I want to do. I like camping with scorpions and bees.
0: Oh, yeah, that was my last trip with Brian. A scorpion was crawling up my arm. And yeah, that was fun. (laughs)
2: But that was cool. You're like freaking out. And I'm like, just brush it off, man. And you're like, oh.
0: And I did. Um, I was
2: fine. So I do do camping trips. I don't do giant camping trips. I do guys weekends. I'll be doing a couple this summer. You don't do giant trips? Is that like a
1: Bigfoot joke? What's that? Was that like a Bigfoot joke? No. (laughs) Is that? I'm sorry. I missed that one. You said I don't do giant camping trips. And and I said, is that a Bigfoot joke? nice nah,
2: number of people but yeah i mean i would love to go find bigfoot not with yeah. you guys because you guys run the other way
0: not me you know i don't No,
1: come on bro don't don't say that we i that remember creepy, when that the creepy doll down. in the woods what
0: about the creepy doll? You that do you yeah. remember
1: brian the creepy doll we found sitting on the log
0: i just showed a picture of nick that on facebook okay. <laughs> Today or yesterday, crazy.
2: So I still crazy. have it in my phone. Sick. Oh my gosh. But um, so, awesome. So, like, Mark asked me about the trips. I take you. I take you out in the woods.
0: Hey, even or if it's one on them. one, right, Brian? Even if it's just one person that I that needs to get you away, you'll do woods. that, or you'll do
2: group take you out trips, in the woods, right? or oh, you'll find Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I take oh, you. Oh,
1: I take you out in the woods. <laughs>
2: yeah. So where I live, I mean, I'm Mark's been on the hike out to the lake with me. I have a two mile walk. And one of the things I deal with guys is I'll walk out there and we'll go out there to the to the point and I'll start a fire. We'll, you know, cook some hot dogs, drink a beer, if that's what you want, and then talk. Nice. And then on the way back, we connect where where's God leading you? What is what are his thoughts about you? What are you hearing and believing? That's good because mm-hmm. so, so often what we value in life, we give the most attention to. So if we value or we give attention to what we value. So if you are filled with trauma, if you are filled with all these different things like that or what you yeah. failed at or, you know, what you're stuck on and things like that, whether it be lack of finances, everything else that becomes your value. <laughs> what was that, Nick? Yeah, that becomes your value. So you hear those things louder than the voice of God than what He's mm-hmm. saying about you. Yeah. And so, learning to change the value system uh, is one of the things I walk with guys with.
0: Yeah. Uh, what what was, do I you would, value? And I was I saying made that face
1: because Mark was flicking the c- screen around. No, him. I just I changed the screens. What? I just changed the screens.
0: Red, white, and blue. That's red, white, white, and blue. All right. So, but back to your your trips. You do one on one trips if that's if that's what somebody needs and they just need. even do trips where hey you don't even have to talk you can just sit there and be just be and process things and just there's no like forced curriculum or agenda when you have these specific trips and and i've been on these trips before where we just sit by a river for two hours not saying a word and just let god download to us and and those are probably the most powerful trips but you can do you know multiple guys at once group trips father son couples trips. I mean, everything and anything you can accommodate people. Uh, you're an awesome tour guide, you know, really, really cool spots to go to as well, whether it's camping in the woods or a beach house on the, you know, uh, on the Florida, you know, oceanfront, um, you have all the places. So guys, I strongly encourage you if you want to get involved and, and you just need somebody to talk to somebody to press in with somebody to relate to somebody that can listen to you process stuff, get in touch with Brian. Uh, he does this is this comes out of his it's his in his DNA he doesn't manufacture this this is who he is so get yeah. in touch with him uh, his email is down in the lower left hand corner Brian K at gmail.com one of the
2: things when when I go on trips um, that person that I'm going with and to your point about sometimes not saying anything that's sometimes the hardest thing to do because on my point, you know, you want to say something yeah, to, to bring them to the next point. But sometimes right. God's like, all I want you to do is pray into that trip for them that I would meet with them the way I need to, the way I want to. And then put them in that position to do that. Nick, you know that from the top of Cadillac Mountain. So, so I was. That just was my goal, say. just so, to get yeah. you there. Yeah, and we shared that. We God. shared that a
0: couple we, episodes shared, ago. This is Brian. Yeah. Actually, your remember, name has come up quite a bit in our podcast.
1: Anybody that's listening, this is Brian. Brian yeah. is who took me on my trek when I had all those people die in my life between 2005 and six. Yeah. And when that took place, I was very angry with the Lord. And this is Brian. This is the guy that said to me, let's take a drive, let's go somewhere. I said, "Bry, I don't want to hear it. He was like, dude, just taking a couple bottles of wine and we're going into the woods. And I was like, all right, let's go. And then we ended up on Cadillac Mountain and the rest, you already know the story, but Brian is the the gentleman that God used to, uh, my
2: man, my boy, my brother. You know what's pretty interesting about what you just said is that, you walk through a point where a bunch of people died. Yeah. And on that trip, what almost happened, but did we almost died.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Brian almost oh, yeah.
1: died because he Great. he was getting hypothermia. Mm-hmm. And, and so. uh and that was our joke in the beginning that we spooned because we were spooning in sleeping bags. And I went this up on alive. the stay I went up on top
2: of Cadillac mountain by myself. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, if you look at it now from what you said, Nick, there was death around you, but yet God used you to save a life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so there was, there's there's great value in that, in that he turned things around for you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he knew, he knew man, how it was going to play out. I mean, we walked for, Three or some, how many hours in the wrong direction? It was a long time. So, it was, so, it was, we was a long time. In the wrong direction on the mountain, we were freezing. Brian especially, and oh. and God, God knew that I needed to be up on top of the mountain by myself, not watching the sunrise. I'm shaking my head for those of you listening on podcast. Yeah, but anyway, Andrea, <laughs> yeah, so, I love you. I'm sorry if you're listening yeah. to this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nah, she's good with it so uh, yeah
0: there's been some a lot of cool things happen between us uh, all three of us and and individually at times as well but um brian i want to thank you for joining us on the show man it was a pleasure listening and and just kind of hearing your heart and stuff like that um nick if you don't have any other
1: i'd like brian to pray us out mark
0: yeah i was gonna say the same thing if you don't have any last minute words um brian if you wouldn't mind at, at the end of every episode we just we just cover the people listening to this podcast live or the replay. And uh, and if you have a word, by any chance, if something bubbles up and comes to you, feel free to let it out. But just close us out in prayer if you wouldn't mind, brother. I appreciate you. Yeah. Love you, Thank you for being a part of this, uh, this experience with us.
2: Just so you guys know, I love listening to you guys. So Thanks. I dig it. I dig it. Um, yeah. So, Father, I thank you for these two amazing men that you are so in love with so uniquely gifted and talented and there's so many more gifts that are about to be poured out into their life dad may they have the time with you to learn to explore that get those giftings to use them for your glory and the effect that they'll have on people's lives around them and dad i thank you that you're teaching them as a great dad to love to be loved more and then to love in response to you and being a dad themselves, and being lovers to amazing wives by building them up and sending them out and believing in their wives and kids like never before. Uh, Dad, I just thank you. I thank you for great words of wisdom that they're bringing to so many lives, and words that are, are results of actions that they take, that when they say, I love you, it's not always just the words but it's been an action that they just did and it spoke so loud to so many people dad i just thank you for what's going on inside of them right now and i thank you for clarity of vision i thank you for heavenly thoughts and heavenly encounters over the next couple weeks between now and pentecost i thank you for times with you between now and pentecost that are just incredible as you then prepare to send them on to the next part in life and what's ahead of them guys i just see this giant vastness ahead of you of him leading you down so many different avenues and paths as you explore life with him more oh, i'm so excited for you guys Thank so thank you man thank you ma'am. wow and you guys have amazing families your wives oh my gosh yeah
0: i <laughs> yeah. appreciate it love you guys Take
2: care guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Love y'all. Bye-bye. Thank you. Ciao.